got the guts? Drop the gun. I like to let people talk who like to talk. It makes it easier to find out how full of shit they are. I will teach you real Kung Fu. Car Fu, Episode 7. Thanks for hopping back in the car with us as we dive into the honestly hilarious and hilariously aptly named Half a Loaf of Kung Fu. I remember first hearing about it from, I had a cousin who was older than me, and he had like an old VHS copy of Half a Loaf of Kung Fu. And it was like when I first started hearing about Jackie Chan, and I looked at it, I'm like, oh my god, like, what is this? And I'd seen it when I was like 10 years old. And at the time, I was like, oh, okay, uh, this is something. And I, you know, I hadn't seen it since, so it had been about 22 years since I watched it. So when I tuned in this week for it, I didn't really know what to expect. I remembered, I remembered it fondly in some ways, but that was just sort of rose-colored childhood, not even goggles. Like, that was just, like, blindfolds. Because this is half a movie of kung fu. Yeah, so... Half, I, a, half a piece of shit of kung fu. I don't even know where to begin on this. First, let me ask you this. What does the title Half a Loaf of Kung Fu mean? What like, does it mean? Yeah, like, what are they going for? I don't... I, I, I think it's just a play on the spoof titles like i think it was a little tongue-in-cheek itself yeah so i mean everything i read about this like before watching it i do a little research it was like oh this was supposed to be one of the first parody kung fu movies and it's not supposed to be a traditional kung fu movie i'm like well i mean i guess but also we've already reviewed six movies up to this point that came before this that were kind of spoof kung fu movies that were actually decently well done. Well, they, that's the thing. Like, it, you can't spoof something that's not already at least good. Right. Like, it doesn't make sense to spoof something that's already kind of a joke itself. And I, and frankly, kung fu movies of the age were, by and large, even when they tried, not very good. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, you see a lot of those, like, early YouTube videos that are posted. It's just a lot of, like, just scenes, some ridiculous scenes from serious kung fu movies. And I'm using air quotes uh, around serious, like that's what they're known for is kind of the campiness, you know? So to answer your question a little bit, like this was supposed to be kind of the naked gun of Kung Fu movies, mm -hmm. like the, the Leslie Nielsen style right, like, right. parody thing. But it just doesn't, it doesn't really translate. It's not, you can't do the scary movie thing because before scary movie, those movies actually seemed a little scary. Right. You know, it's only after the parody that you're kind of looking at it like, oh, that's kind of ridiculous, or you're right, why would they do that? I mean, let's just start in the opening credits. Like, the opening credits are already, like, immediately ridiculous. And I'm so confused just right from the get-go. You're treated to about 10 minutes of Jackie Chan playing dress-up. Yeah. And, like, some dopey music, and he just does these weird kind of, like, interpretive dances. It's like watching almost like a ballet in a lot of ways. There's just like a lot of goofy shit going on. Now it's very colorful, but it's just weirdly edited. There's like this like kind of seizureist cartwheels going on at one point. Then Jackie Chan is like Jesus Christ superstar at another. Like they actually yeah. start playing the music from that. And I'm just gonna get this out of the way early. I was gonna wait later in there. But out of all the movies we've watched, I feel like this is the worst choreography we get in cinematography. Not that this movie was going to win any Oscar, you know, cinematography, you know, awards. Not that I expected that, but it was still like 
overly not good. It just seemed like a, like the beginning especially, like seemed like a weird like student film. Right. Like something that someone would put together yes. for a class. And like you would just kind of politely clap at the end of it as the lights go up. It's like, all right, thanks, Tom, for, uh, for doing that. All right, who's next with their video? Right. And so anyway, the movie actually begins. And, you know, there's Jackie. He's looking like an Asian emo Phillips. Uh, his hair, God, his it's hair. just like I don't. It's it's out of control. At, At first, I didn't notice the ponytail in it. I just noticed the hair wig or whatever it was itself, and I was like, "That's kind of silly." Then, like five minutes later, I was like, "Oh, he also has a huge ass braid going down." Right. He already, I think, has some pretty bushy hair, but they put like another full wig on top of his already kind of long mm-hmm. hair. So it just it goes way out. It looks like that one uh, character from SNL or whatever, like that one weirdo, like with yeah, the, yeah, the haircut, yeah. Um, or was that whatever that was? Mad TV. Um, just looks really, really strange. And he wants to be a bodyguard, I guess. Like that's kind of what he's doing. He's walking around trying to get some some work. Uh, and uh, it's gonna be real hard to describe the plot because we've had some bad plots before. We've had some confusing plots. This one, I mean, half-assed plot. I mean. I, I, you almost can't even call it a plot. Uh, you go, you go to the start, and he's yeah, he wants to be a bodyguard. You don't know, you know, you don't know much else other than that. When you read like the synopsis, like when we watched this on Amazon, the Haya app, you read on there, and it says like an acrobat wants to become a kung fu master. Right. At no point do I find that he's an acrobat or no. anything. Like he's no, he just, just walks funny. Yeah, it's just kind of silly, but like not funny silly. So this was one of those that Jackie Chan got loaned out to during the bankruptcy of Low Way Productions. Mm-hmm. They they had stopped a couple of filmings, and in order to recoup some losses, like we mentioned last time, Jackie was able to go out and make a few other movies. Now, this is the same director that did uh, Snake and Crane Arts of Shaolin, mm-hmm. which was the one where he like has the, the book of kung fu that everyone wants. Which was kind of all over the place, but I remember enjoying it at least. It, it was, was fun. Yeah, it was fun, and it had some kind of followable right. story. But in a lot of ways, it was not dissimilar to this. Like, And we'll get into that a little bit later, just in like the general messiness and mm-hmm. the sheer number of characters that keep popping up throughout the film that you can't really keep track of as right. far as like what their motivations are. At least in that one, it was like, oh, they all want this book. In this one, it, I don't know what anyone really wants. They're, they're at kind of like halfway through, they come up with a story on the fly and send him off on like this journey for this jade flower that's going to help cure something or other. There's a treasure involved. It doesn't really tie together very well. And I'll tell you what, man, I tried really hard. Like, I'm not even kidding. I had to pause it every 15 minutes and kind of like walk around and like do something yeah, else. Drink some coffee, like yeah. I, I could not stay engaged, and and I know you know like for this pod we we do everything we can to like dig up research and do everything we can to like understand what's going on. Man, I would watch 15 to 20 minutes of this and I'd be like, I don't know what's going on. I'd pause it. I'd go do something <laughs> else just to like I'd re-engage and I'd press play, and I, I'd be playing pressing play on a whole new movie. No, it's definitely not an endorsement of this pod, but while this was going on, like, I was just researching future episodes, like, trying to figure out where we're going to watch them and, like, what order it's going right. to go in. Like, I just started doing other things, too, while it was going on. And that's with, like, subtitles. Like, I was, like, listening to Chinese that I don't speak, kind of glancing up occasionally to be like, what's happening now? Like, who's this? Like, I have no idea. Because it's just, it's just such a mess. That's, us saying that is just 
indicative of what this movie was like and where it was going. Yeah, it's just it's just not very good. But that being said, let's let's just you know let's dive in a little, to a few different things here. Right off the bat, like I know I'm in trouble because the very first I guess we'll call it a fight scene with that kind of level one pre-boss guy that comes up. Yeah, that big-ass dude that, that was just, doing the most. That is like, just there, like, you know, as an introductory character boss that you have to fight to, like, figure out a video There's game. really no explanation, but automatically doing the most. Like, he's just, like, throwing his arms out, like, all goofy. Well, and he has this weird chest hair patch. And if you're Cam Chung, you're like, what the fuck? Like, why am why am I not this guy? What right. happened to our boy Cam? Yeah. Why is that not Cam Chung? I, that that 100% should have been Cam Chung. So Jackie, you know, is running away from him, kind of. The guy bends a bar and stuff. And we have this bizarre scene where he gets in, like, this chicken coop. And he just starts throwing, like, eggs and poultry yeah. at this dude. Which, I mean, admittedly seems fairly effective i i gotta say like a lot of unnecessary slow-mo thrown in to this as well and then in the background and this is throughout the whole film and i'll bring this back up later but you hear this like these sound effects from like 50s cartoons like yeah. just imagine those black and white like uh mickey mouse cartoons or, or you know that's what I'm, I'm envisioning that's like the background music it's like a mixture of, of that and like the bulk and skull theme yes you exactly. know like that's yes. it and it just is really hammering it over the head that this is parody right and you know what and this is no disrespect jackie if you're listening to this it just felt like jackie was phoning this in like yeah. I, correct me if i'm wrong but up to this point this is the first film that you're really like jackie's not engaged we mentioned it a little last week. But it was a little bit, but this really... I think Jackie's burning out at this point. Yes. And I think he's worried that this is just not going to happen for him, if I had to guess. Because like, when you read a little bit in his autobiography, this is pretty much Jackie at his lowest. Right. Like, this is as, this is as low he's going to get during his professional career, because it's just not happening for him. The movies aren't really being very successful commercially. At this point, Snake in the Eagle's Shadow and Drunken Master haven't come out yet. And they haven't had the commercial success that they're going to have. Mm -hmm. So he's filming all these simultaneously. He's just like, I, this is just never going to work for me. Right. So I think after those came out, he gets kind of a second wind. And he's eventually able to get out of his contract. And that's when we're going to start to see some higher quality Jackie Chan stuff coming right. down the pipeline. But anyway, moving on, there, there's that scene, which I think this was a dream sequence, where he was you just heard bird noises in the background. He was like kind of flying while he was fighting these guys. Yeah, he gets, he gets hired by this person to be a bodyguard, okay, and they instantly just give him a room and stuff, and it's like, and he just falls asleep immediately. Right. And we're treated to this dream sequence, which I guess is just him, like, actually being kind of a good fighter, even though he's not. He's a phony at this point. Yeah, like, okay, like, that that's whatever. But again, it's just so over the top. And it's not really funny because it's trying too hard. Like, all of this is trying too hard. It's like you said last time. It's like a Three Stooges type mentality here, mm. but not in a good way. Right. It's like, it's just so over the top slapstick. That it's just not funny. There's a real difference between this and some of the other ones, like Drunken Master that we watched, where, yeah, there's humorous bits and stuff, and you're like, oh, that's kind of ridiculous, but it still works for some reason. Right. Man, it's just all over the place. Like, there, there's that scene later, you know, the person that hires him, he's kind of watching this girl that he's like, oh, she's like a witch or whatever, and she's, like, doing something with snakes. And I guess the guy that was with him, like, got bit by a snake. Oh, but it was so goofy. And I get, uh, I will give the the movie, like, I understand it was supposed to be, like, funny and not look real and, and be goofy. 
but it wasn't funny. Like when this guy got bit by the snake on the neck, I was just like, all right, well, this was. This is like dumb. the I love you, Beth Cooper of kung fu movies. That's perfect. You know what yes, I mean? Like, like uh, it's it wants to be something that it's not. And right. It, I mean, remember when we saw the first twenty minutes? Of I that? do before we got kicked out, and then of we theater. we hadn't paid for tickets to see that you know abortion of a film. So that's kind of how I felt watching this. I'm like, there's just nothing actually funny about it. You you then like move on. You see, he watches this fight. Yes. With I guess the whip hero or whatever. Yeah, the, yeah, whip hero, hero of the whip. You know, whatever yeah. you want to translate. And it. I guess he watches him die or whatever, and then they kind of go at it. He goes up there and he finds a note like, "Oh, if you take out this guy, you get a five hundred dollar reward or whatever." So he goes and turns it in, and that reward scene was so trippy. It was weird. Well, because, like, the city council member has, like, Tourette's or something. Like, yeah. That's, like, his gimmick. He's kind of got this, like, twitch to him. And, but, and again, and and this is going to be a theme. I'm going to keep bringing this up. The sound effects in the back is, like, goofy. Like, yeah. you just... He just moves his head, and all of a sudden you hear that, like, it's, and at this point, it's starting to get distracting. Luckily for us, and for anyone watching, Dean Sheck enters the picture. And holy shit, I'm just, spoiler alert, like, I'm going to throw it all out there now, literally saves the movie as much as he can. I'm sorry, he's better than Jackie in this movie. He is the absolutely only entertaining part of this film. Absolutely, you're 100% right. He steals the show from Jackie and everyone else. Because if there's one actor that we've seen so far in these movies of Jackie Chan's that can do this and, like, mm. knows what's being required to make this work, it's Dean Sheck. Right. Because he has been in this kind of movie in all of the movies he's done. And it didn't really fit as well in some of the other ones because he seemed more out of place. Whereas in this one, it's like, this is this guy's lane. Right. Like, he is, this is his arena. And it was funny, like, whenever uh, whenever I was going through this pod, Dean Sheck pull, pulls up, and I'm like, all right, this is the first time I'm actually entertained. And when I was planning on how I wanted to, you know, formulate my thoughts for this pod, I was like, you know what, I'll slow roll it, and, and at the end, you know, talk a little bit of the Dean Sheck being great. But I can't, like, he was so good. He delivered it scene after scene, and it was almost a shame that he wasn't in it more. He needed to be in it more, because the only scenes that I found even remotely entertaining or relatively coherent were the ones he was in. Now, it's not to say that it, like, suddenly becomes crystal clear what's going on, but you get his character, you get his relationship with Jackie in a way. He's kind of adopting the beggar role from the old guy in the other films. He's just a younger version of it. And he's this goofball. You know, he, he knows his goofy style of kung fu. But him and Jackie just have a lot of chemistry that isn't in the rest of the film. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I do want to talk a little bit about Dean Check because I think he's going to start, like, tailoring out. He fades off. He uh, fades out a little films. bit. He did over 72 films in his career. Uh, his last film, do you know his last film was? I don't. It was The Raid, the 1991 version oh, of The Raid. Okay, nice. He just he was he was well respected in the in the kung fu industry or film film industry. Uh, I looked it up. His favorite things he said were cigars, golf, and coffee. I mean, he's the guy's a champ. The guy's a champ. Like, like just reading that, I was like, that's what I expect. This that sounds character. like a guy who had a good life, and you know, he lived until recently. Like, yeah. So he died of cancer uh, in October of twenty one, mm-hmm. so a year ago. Yeah, because at he, the age of seventy two, he was someone that I absolutely would have like tried to reach out to on this pod. To oh get, like, man, a quote like just like get like a. a I quick swear, line when on. I I said I, mean, I saw he was only seventy two, I was like, oh dude, we could totally reach we out to this guy. We can definitely get Dean. And I was I was upset to see that. 
that that he didn't quite uh, make it. So, so yeah, rest in peace, Dean. But you know what? Like he had a solid run here. Seventy-two yeah. films. That's Seventy-two a lot. films. He actually retired from acting well, uh, sure. back in like ninety-one. That, like I said, the raid was his last film. He uh, he got into real estate and apparently was pretty successful. All right. Well, hey, can't so, knock him. So well no, done, bud. But I, I wanted to give him his due because he was the only thing entertaining about this film. Absolutely. I mean, the other thing that I found mildly amusing, if we're just poking, instead of poking holes, because the whole movie's a giant hole, like, mm-hmm. let's fill in some holes and, like, some good stuff. The costuming was interesting, although everyone is kind of dressed like either a magician or a circus performer. Like, there's a lot of capes going on. Yeah. There's a lot of colors. Mm-hmm. It's very colorful clothing. You get, like, the mandatory restaurant scene. Which, yeah, I feel like we need that every, which every show. Which, it's the same restaurant. Always the and same. And there's always an issue with someone not being able to pay. And, you know what? It's always, like, a different movie. Like, they never, like, explain why they're it's at this restaurant. It's wedged in. Even in, like, Drunken Master, yeah. It's just kind of, like, suddenly you're there. And it's like, okay, like, I guess we're... Right. It's like, there's never any explanation of what's going on. Because in this movie... The scene before, he was talking to that his like mentor or whatever, his his training master. He's like, "Hey, go uh, visit this guy and give him this, you know, this vial or whatever, and and then I'll start training you." All of a sudden, next scene, he's just at a restaurant for no reason, getting into trouble. Yeah, there's not a lot of like tying one thing into the next. For instance, now he's back training with you know the beggar Dean, and he's teaching him his you know middle finger attack yeah i guess there's there's no other way to really put it he kind of has this weird like i'm gonna flip you off as i attack you and in the pokemon world i would just say it's not very effective yeah he tries it immediately and it sucks the whip he has a little more success with but again he's not exactly you know a belmont from castlevania with it the fighting in general let's just say like all time low you mentioned it a little earlier i mean this is since at least master with cracked fingers like this is the worst fighting from top to yeah, bottom. Yeah, and this is funny. Like, I brought that comment out earlier, but, like, in my notes, this is where, and it's funny that you you mentioned this now, this is where I'm like, all right, I've given the movie enough time. And, at, for one, there's not a ton of kung fu, but when it's there, it's not funny, it's not good. So it's like I'm torn to even see, what like, what positives I can bring from it. This is when it just becomes apparent that this is not... A very good movie, right? You know what I mean? Like, and there's really because sometimes we'll start watching these, and it starts off slow, and we're kind of like, all right, like, where's this going? Blah blah. And then it'll pick up. There'll be some like kind of cool action scenes that you're like, that's at least redeemable in a way. Like, oh, like I appreciate that. Like, even if it's just one move, and you're like, oh man, that's kind of something I haven't seen before. Right. Whereas this, I, I, you know, I struggle to find any of that throughout this film. And then this is the third time I'm bringing it up, and it'll be the last time I bring it up. But like. Again, like during this, these fight scenes, the music in the background is no longer funny. Like I was on board the first scene, but now it's just distracting and honestly more annoying than anything because I'm not enjoying the film and I still have to hear this like goofy track in the background. It's no longer novel. It's just obnoxious. Yes. And so uh, we'll just kind of like go over some quick plot points just to kind of get us where we need to go. There's a couple women in this that Jackie's still horny for and he's still getting slapped around by. 
which I'm starting to wonder now at this point, like, and I'm all for like, you know, empowering the women in the movies and, you know, making sure they can fight. I'm starting to think Jackie enjoys being beat up by the I women. think so. I think so, I, man. I hate to get into his darker side, I, yeah. <laughs> but I think he gets off a little bit on being slapped think, around dude, by a girl. every single film, he's getting his ass, there's he one scene he can't get an ass whoop for sure. He definitely like inserts it. It's like Quentin Tarantino in Feet or something. Like, right, yeah. He's just like, I, I got to get slapped by a girl at some point. For doing whatever, or uh, or more or Dan Schneider, yeah, 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 more infamously Dan Schneider and feet, <laughs> Dan Schneider and feet, yeah. So Jackie may not have a feet fetish, but he has like a girl beating him up fetish. He's definitely a sub, no doubt about it. So this is where like they try to create a story out of nothing. Like we're, it's an hour and a half movie, and we're almost an hour. We're about in. an hour in at this point, and yeah. now they're starting to lay the groundwork for some sort of plot. And they, it's very haberdash, like a couple of the characters that we've gotten glimpses of before, but didn't really understand what they did, are now together, and they're going to find some kind of. They're either transporting something or going to find something again. Like I'm not even really sure what's happening it's uh, on the wikipedia it says he then goes on a journey with a princess to find a special jade plant now that's kind of what happens here but it is no way indicative to me of like what i'm actually looking at right they're just walking now across the fields and as they're doing so a bunch of a clans like show up like a bunch of different ninja yeah, clans i have in here clusterfuck in the field area and it's i have like no idea what's going on no it's that scene from anchorman where all the others news like groups yes, like, pop up yeah and that's what happens like there's like three different groups that pop up that you've gotten like a taste of maybe before this but i have no, no idea what their intentions are really you have no idea what they really want and they're just like blah, blah, blah. so they're all arguing and then there's like this little scuffle and this person's fighting that person blah 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 that kind of ends momentarily just so they can have a separate scene where they kind of split up and they go over to like this other area and there, there's some more exposition and talking about this and that. But then very quickly they're back out in the field again and they have the same fucking scene again. It is the exact same scene. Now, I will say this final scene was all right. It was yeah. fine. But, and it, I kind of mentioned this last week, this was a problem of last uh, last film we did. It was an all right scene, but you had done nothing to invest me throughout the entire movie that I didn't care how good this scene was. It could have been the best fight scene of all time, and I just didn't care because the movie sucked up to this point. Well, you know what it is? It's like a Royal Rumble in a year you don't care about the winner. And like yes. there's like way too many people in the ring and everyone's just kind of half assing. Like you know like when in that moment when those in those rumbles where there's just too many people in there. Yeah. yeah. And half of them are just kind of pretending to like being doing something yep. in the background whereas like there's like and then there's like the two main people up no that's front. a that's a perfect analogy that's what this last fight is it's like a bunch of people i don't really give a shit about or know of, who they are right kind of just doing their like fight thing while jackie you know is trying and to... again the only one that really stole this scene was dean Schell. oh yeah he pops up out of nowhere and he's fucking great man and he's like i got this i got this guy over here and he definitely doesn't have it but no, it's hilarious like, but he's great i cannot i cannot say enough because Literally, I would have felt like I wasted my time watching this film outside of the fact that, of course, you know, do it for this pod. But Dean Sheck did save it for me. I enjoyed every second he was on screen. 
Everyone is just phoning it in except Dean Sheck. That's all I can say. Yes. Like, it just feels like everybody's like, all right, let's get through this. And Dean Sheck's like, nah, like, this is my, this is my time. And even, like, so the final scene where Jackie fights, I guess, the, the big bad of this Which movie. I have no idea where he came from. Don't really know his. what he wants. Don't really know what he's doing. You know, there's some funny-ish parts in this. Like, him right. ripping off the wig and using them as nunchucks. Yes, that was funny. Okay, ha, ha, ha him something i hadn't seen okay so if there is one thing that i like took away from this where i'm like that's kind of inventive he's reading the different like kung fu notes yes and that was well that. done that was funny i like that but again like i said up to this point like that's that's what i'm saying this final scene it wasn't just the fighting the choreography was a little bit better and and that stuff was funny i enjoyed it but it was just like it was a payoff for a movie that i didn't i you already lost my investment yeah and once again not to just you know stroke Dean Sheck's nuts too much but like even he he's selling everything Jackie's doing with right. his like when they cut yes. back to him and he's like oh he really reversed that one and stuff yeah yeah like, yeah like he's really like uh, being a hype man and so ultimately you know Jackie wins because he I guess knocks that guy into a spear or something and... yeah I mean the scene I, the scene just drug on the whole movie just drug it on. does and, and these ending um, fights often do and they often do but it was like but it was like you said like we got this scene twice already he beats the bad guy and it does have so far I have to give if there's one thing this has the best of so far it is the final freeze frame yes dude you stole it off of my notebook I, just, like, I swear to god I gotta just say like if, if I'm going to give it credit it's here all I'm saying is like that it, you stole it right off my notebook that was so funny like you got the uh, he kind of did the middle finger thing to Dean yeah. Sheck and it's then like, they oh, kind of like oh, her, yeah. and then they just kind of give this freeze frame laugh like I loved it it was great as a matter of fact might be my cover photo for Facebook now <laughs> Oh, I mean, it's fantastic. It'll definitely be the photo I put up when I'm promoting Oh, this, no, this absolutely. Pod. I mean, it's got to be it. Ultimately, I think we've kind of set our, our thoughts on, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it, we, we have the hit or miss, you know, you know, hit it or quit it. Yeah, I, we're quitting. Yeah, this, one. this one's definitely quit it. So, so again, if you're going through them, uh, this one, maybe a pass. Maybe a pass. You know, I, that being said, if you've, again, if you're listening to this, I'm, you've probably seen it. So we hope you at least enjoyed our breakdown of it as you hopped in the car with us to explore Jackie Chan's most recent exploits on Carfu. Next week, we're going to have, this is going to be a special one. This is Jackie Chan's directorial debut. Oh, yes. Beautiful. So it'll be, next week will be Fearless Hyena. If you want to like, you know, plot out your week a little bit. We're releasing these on Thursdays. I think we should be able to keep that going at least for another week. Yeah. We've been pretty good about it. We appreciate everyone who's been tuning in. Yeah, I mean, the success of this pod has been, you know... Encouraging. Actually surprising and encouraging, for yeah, sure. Yeah, so the more you guys listen, the more likely we are to, like, keep oh, yeah. this going. As you long know as you're I mean? tuning like, in, we're going we're gonna to keep going. We so. appreciate it all. So thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Sai 